Peace and blessings to all. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Here today with my second podcast. Um, while I was debating on what subject I should do this on, what really came to my heart was the subject on depression. Um, as a person who deals with depression himself, I felt it was important um, to give a few opinions and thoughts on certain aspects of the church nowadays on regards to depression I feel as if it's not being talked about enough I feel that the pulpits of the church are not being used to tackle problems that we deal with in everyday life Um, one of them being depression I am in no way blaming you know the pastor or the person who's bringing the word for that I'm just saying I believe that certain problems need to be tackled a little more aggressively because depression is something that takes millions of lives um, because it's something very real and it's something that just because we go to church just because we're listening to the word of God just because we have faith um, does not mean we're not affected by it I don't know where this notion of, um, you know, I'm in church, I go every Sunday, I try to do be the best person that I possibly can, I read the word of God, I listen to worship songs every day, I do this and that, yet we're left with a feeling of sadness, a feeling of depression, of anger, which we cannot explain ourselves. I, from, from my example, I have dealt with depression, you know, for the past few years. Um, various factors, you know, are involved in that. Um, everyday life problems such as financial, uh, overthinking. And I'm the type of person where I struggle to see a better future in my life where I struggle to see a better life ahead. Um, I'm 21 now. I know a lot of you might be saying, you're at a young age, you're just beginning to live, you know, things will get better. It can, it can. I don't disagree with that. It's just from my point of view, it's hard because I have an everlasting battle in my mind where it things don't look to go as planned, right, um, I was never the most popular kid in high school, I was never the smartest kid for, for sure, um, you know, I graduated on time by the grace of God, because I was supposed to be held back a year, but I was never, you know, those smart, quote-unquote kids, you know, in high school, A students, you know, the honor rolls and stuff like that, but I try to get along with everyone, you know, try to be, as the Bible says, the salt of the world, right? Um, you know, never judging anyone, always being friendly with everyone, no matter what, you know, no matter what or whatever, you know, just, just try to be nice in general, which worked out for me very well because I never had any fights. I never had any one that, you know, truly disliked me. Um, because I was just friendly to everyone, and that's how 
we should live our lives, you know, who are we to judge, you know, if Jesus himself did not judge, then who are we to judge, you know, um, and I say that because Jesus did walk with, you know, taxpayers, which back then was, I'm sorry, uh, tax collectors, which back then was, you know, the whole different class, they were considered traitors because they worked for the Roman government, and they were Jews, so they were taxing their own people, which were looked at as very bad. And he also walked with, you know, people of various, you know, different sins and whatever. And he taught us to love, you know, because God loves the sinner. He hates the sin, but he loves the sin. But that's a different subject for a different day. And I know there's going to be people who disagree with me, you know, and that's fine because everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I'm here to talk about that feeling you get, you know, like myself. So when I leave... I leave high school, I take a year off, and I start working. You know, I, I think that college is just a dream for me at that point. I think that college is just a, a fantasy. Um, but things go and things happen. I actually end up going to college after a year, after high school. And you know what? I'm like, now I'm, my life is actually going well. I can actually look forward to the future. I can actually picture a better future for myself, having a family having a diploma, having a job where I can, you know, make a decent living and not hate my day-to-day job, working something I like. So I started going to college and, you know, I said, I'm going to try my best. You know, I'm not the smartest in math. I'm not the smartest in English and stuff like that, but I'm going to try my best. And I did. I really did. I, I was getting good grades. I really put in the work and the effort. But after the first semester, I had to drop out, which was a really big hit on me. You know, and that's when things started going downhill because I was like, I had to leave because my family was going through some financial difficulties. So I had to help them out. You know, it was either stay in college and see my family going through hell or, you know, helping them out. So I left college and at that point, it's really where I'm at now where I'm just like, you know, I'm working a job that I truly hate. And I know there's a lot of people listening to this that have the similar experience as me, or probably even worse. So it's really hard, you know, and it's it sucks because it's it was it's something that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, the sadness, the bitterness, the anger. And I'm not afraid to say that, you know. I'm, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I follow God. Yes, I have faith in God. But yeah, I still I still suffer through day-to-day stuff because I'm human. You know, I have I have flesh. I have I have bones. I'm not immune to problems. Just because I sit at a church, just because I go to church, that's not true. And a lot of people in church are dealing with that, you know. And sometimes you may not even know it. They may be smiling, they might be laughing, they might be, you know, whatever. But they're inside, they're going through an everlasting battle where they need someone to talk to. You know, they need someone to to vent to. They need someone to release all that built-up emotion that they have in them. And that's where I feel the church is failing. Because for some reason we're scared to talk about depression, we're scared to talk about addiction. Because, you know, if I tell my pastor, oh, I'm I'm going through this and that, what is he going to think of me? You know, if if I'm in a position where I'm the leader of the worship and I'm youth pastor, I'm I don't know, the guy who parks the cars. You know, I'm in a sort of position church. If I tell my pastor this and that, what is he going to think of me? You know, I'm going to become the number one news in church, number one trending. Oh, that did you hear about that brother and sister? Did you this and that, this and that? But the fact is, 
that's that's a scary thought because if the church is not here to tackle these sort of problems then it leads to what you know it's depression has been leading to always you know taking lives because people feel like they can't take it anymore if people feel like they they don't have anyone to talk to they feel like they're being ignored by society they feel like they're being ignored by their families by their friends by god you know a lot of times we from personal experience i i've questioned god so many times i said you know god i i i walk in faith i go to church I, you know i try to be the best person i can yet the person who chose to walk not in faith you know chose to to, to live a life of quote-unquote pleasures is living a fantastic life you know and i know the bible says that the sun rises for the just and for the wicked but it's a thought that always crosses my head because again it, 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 i'm human i'm not perfect and i'm not here to tell you guys that i'm perfect this podcast i'm not i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a, a doctor i'm not a, a philosopher none of that i'm just a person who's real who's not afraid to talk about what they've been through who's not afraid to talk about what they go through on day-to-day life because I feel like there's people that need to listen to this and need to know that they're not alone. They need to know that they, you know, maybe we're not face-to-face. Maybe you just hear my voice, but I go through some stuff that you go through. But also I go through some, I don't go through some stuff that you go through. A lot of people have it way harder, okay? But that doesn't take it from the fact that what we go through is still hard. And it doesn't matter what age you are. I'm 21 now, but there's people who are 80, 50, 60 years old who are going through hell and back. Because difficulties, hard times, it, it does not discriminate with age. It's just, it, it just happens. Okay, so many of you might be thinking, oh, when I reach, you know, 80, 90, that's my time of peace. Really, sorry to break it to you, people, that could be very untrue. Okay? Because life is hard. You know, not to quote from a movie, but, you know, in the movie Rocky, when he tells his son, you know, it will knock you down. It really will. And I don't care what church you've been. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how rich you think you are. I don't care how happy you think you are. Life will knock you down. That is a fact. Okay? And, you know, last... I remember, like, I believe it was last year, if not the beginning of this year, there was a few cases in my home country, Brazil, where some pastors were committing suicide. You know, but you don't hear that being talked at in the church, okay? Whoa, a pastor committed suicide, that's taboo, you know? Pastors aren't supposed to commit suicide. They're supposed to be preventing those who are trying to commit suicide from committing suicide. But it just comes to prove that it gets you. It really does. It's a, it's a, it's a battle where it just drains every single bit of you down and you start to overthink, you start to question life, you start to question yourself, you know, like myself, I'm always thinking, like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life, I don't have a, a passion to look forward to, I don't have an, a, a skill that I have to look forward to, you know, what, what now, the unknown is the scariest thing, brother, sister, the unknown is the scariest thing, not knowing what's going to happen is the scariest thing, but I choose to believe and to tell myself each and every single morning that I wake up to go to work is that you know what today might suck and it probably will suck most likely but I have to cling on to something what 
what do I have? Do I look around my room? What what can I have in order to motivate me? In order to, to, to make me want to get up and, you know, say, man, I hate this job and I don't want to go. But I'm going to make myself go. I'm going to make myself do this and I'm going to make myself do that. And for me, you know, first of all is my faith. But second of all is my family. You know, I want to give my family a better life. I want to give them a, my mom, you know, a, rest, a resting period where she doesn't have to work. You know, and stuff like that. That's my main goal, and that's what really motivates me. But that doesn't really take away from the fact that some mornings I just don't want to do. I just want to lay in my bed and cry the whole time. You know, just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. Because it's it's hard to envision a better future when you're going through hell. You know, it's hard. You know, I'm not saying I'm going through hell physically, but it, mentally, you know, it, 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 it's a battle that looks like it's never going to end. And... If, as long as the church keeps dodging these problems, you know, as long as the church doesn't talk about it, you know, people are going to think that they're abnormal for going through depression. People are going to think that they're strange because they're going through depression. People are going to think that it's not normal. Like, why am I going through depression? It's not, I'm in church. I'm not supposed to be going through this because the church refuses to tackle it. So, I hope that it comes as a, a eye-opener to, to, to pastors, if there's any pastor listening to me, to really not worry so much about new members that come into the church, but worry about the ones that have been there. You know, some of them have been there 40, 30, 20 years and have gone through so much, but never had one consultation, nothing with a pastor or with someone to even talk to. And they went through it by themselves, and they, you know, and they, and they came out by themselves, but they're like, man, that really sucked. Like I need, I need some help. And I urge, you know, pastors and youth leaders and anyone, if if you have the opportunity to just talk to someone, just I'm not saying offer them money. I'm not saying them help them out financially. I'm not saying them helping them out. But what I'm just saying, talk, man. Sit down with some members. Talk to them. Like, listen, brother. Listen, sister. I've seen you in church, and I've seen that you've been here with your head down a couple of days. What is up? Tell me. Talk to me. I won't judge. I will help you. We will pray together. We will go through the storm together. My last podcast, I spoke about the, the, the son who ended up in the, in the mud living with pigs. He didn't have anyone to turn to. And that's the mental battle. Going through the mud by yourself sucks. And I'm sorry if I'm using the word sucks a lot, but it, that's the only word I can find in my mind right now. Okay? I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a doctor. You're not going to hear me quote scriptures because I'm not, frankly, I'm not good at that. But I'm here to talk truth. I'm here to talk from personal experience. And depression really does not go away sometimes. You feel like it's an eternal battle. You know how many times I've wanted to walk out of church? You know how many times I've wanted to leave the faith because of depression? But what kept me in there was the love of God because I know God doesn't... doesn't when I go to talk to Him, he doesn't, He's not looking at my sin. He's looking at the man. He's looking at me. Okay? He's not going to be saying, I, I can't talk to this guy because look what he does. No, he's saying, listen, come talk to me. Because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how about you, how you go about your life, I'm still here to talk. 
I'm like the father in this in the story, waiting for the son to come back with his arms wide open. I'm always gonna have my arms wide open, waiting for you to come back. And whenever you think it's too late, whenever you feel like giving up and you don't have anyone to talk to, I urge you, just pray. Close your eyes. Don't you don't have to kneel down. You you could do it sitting up. You could do it at your job. You could do it at your, while you're eating. Whatever. Just close your eyes and just say, or you don't even have to close your eyes. Just mentally connect yourself to the throne of God, to the love of God. Because let me tell you, and if I'm being 100% honest, that is the only thing that has kept me in the faith. Is the love of God. Because I know no matter what I've done in my past, no matter what I will do in my future, because I'm sure I will sin in the future. Because sin is an everlasting battle until... You know, we're all in heaven, of course, where no sin will exist. And I don't know where this notion of, you know, those who are inside church cannot sin came from. It really makes no sense to me because the church is there for sinners. The church is a hospital for sinners. Okay? It's not a hospital for the perfect because the perfect don't need a hospital. They're perfect. So anytime that you feel like giving up or you feel like you're done and you want to quit and you don't see any solutions like I myself do sometimes, just connect to the love of God. And if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, I would suggest you try it. Before you judge, before you say it's stupid, whatever, just try it. And if you don't like it, fine. But just try it. I hope this message helped someone today. I don't know if it did. I don't know if I, I myself need to hear this. And if you ever feel like you need someone to talk to, I know we're not face to face and I know you only hear my voice, but please feel free to send me a message on whatever app. I have an Instagram for this podcast, which is Prodigal Son 211. So, Prodigal Son 211, just like the name of my podcast, but just 211. Send me a message on Instagram, you know? And I'm, I can't promise you, like Peter said, I can't promise you gold or silver, but what I can promise you is the love of God. And I hope this wakes up a lot of pastors. That there's people in your congregation that are suffering internally. dying inside and don't think for a second just because they're laughing and smiling that they're okay because I've put on many fake smiles and many fake laughs I pray that whoever's listening to this didn't feel like it's giving up and is about to give up that you connect yourself to the love of God and continue on the battle because I know myself, I'm going to have to continue.